Good morning and welcome to Green Tea Conversations, the radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today in our studio, we have Dr. Tani Wolf a network spinal practitioner at Optimal Wellness Solutions, which is located in Roseville. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tani. I was going to say Dr. Wolf, but you said call you Dr. Tani. (laughs) Thanks, Candy. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you in the studios today. So we are going to talk about a technique called network spinal, or I'm sorry, network spinal. Correct. Um, But before we do that, I always like to have people kind of introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about your journey. So often in the holistic health fields, people have their own journey that has brought them to becoming a practitioner. Absolutely. And so if you could just kind of tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Uh, Thanks for that, Candy. Uh, So my name is Tani. And um, I'm not originally from Minnesota. I grew up in a farm in the northwest corner of Illinois. Uh, what brought me to Minnesota is, is uh, I went to school at Gustavus Adolphus College. Uh, it's a great school. I wanted a liberal arts education. But one of the things that actually attracted me to that school is they had a rugby team. Oh. Yes. My older brother had discovered the sport of rugby in college, and, he, and I was always a tomboy. And he said, Tani, they let girls play the sport. And I said, oh, no way. <laughs> I followed out of every basketball game I ever played in high school. So, um so a, a little bit of a scrapper, are you? Yeah, I'm a bit of a tomboy. Um, so I thought this is perfect for me. So I started playing rugby in college, uh, and that uh, led into a women's club side team, and we traveled all over the country. We played at a very high level. Some of my former teammates um, had played in the Olympics. Some of my teammates had played all over the country, like representing the United States in the World Cup. So we were playing at a very high level. It was not just like, you know, your Tuesday evening softball game. You know, mm-hmm. we were, we were, uh, it was pretty hardcore. And so, Candy, do you know much about rugby at I know, all? Yes, I know <laughs> rugby is, is really gentle sport that's easy on your body. <laughs> I understand we're going to be uh, speaking fluent sarcasm then today. <laughs> it's one of my best languages. Mine no, too. But, <laughs> but rugby is very, very hard on the body. It's yeah. a very physical sport. It's a very physical sport. For those that have no idea, uh, football actually originated from rugby. So rugby was was is an older sport than football, and American football actually came from rugby. They basically transformed the game, and so uh, there's it's full contact. There's tackling. Um, the ball is shaped very similar to to what a football looks like, except it's bigger. Um, and uh, there's this uh, there's a restart to the game called the scrum. And it just looks like a a group of people to the untrained eye just sort of 
pushing against each other. But basically what it is is it's eight people on one team and then eight people on the other team that are all linked to each other. Um, and then they come together and then the ball gets rolled through the middle and the it, kind of like a jump ball in basketball, the ball gets recycled and then it's a restart to the game. Mm -hmm. How that's pertinent to what I'm talking about is my particular position was I was the person in the middle of all of that. So basically I had eight of my own teammates as well as eight of the opposite, the opposing team, all the weight of all of those people were being transferred basically through my body, particularly my spine. Mm. So you don't have to be a uh, uh, an expert in physics to know that there's probably some compressive forces going on there. And so you were having health issues. I mean, for people, you know, we're on radio, so people can't see you, but you are not by any means a large woman. <laughs> you're, you're a pretty petite person. Um, I, oh, my coaches always said I played much, I played bigger than what my physical statute was. Um, Correct. So, um, so yeah, so I started to, and this was probably in my early twenties. Now at this point, um, I started to have issues with just my, my arms and my hands going numb. This makes sense. There's going to be a lot of compressive forces on the spine. By this time, um, I had, uh, I'd gone on a rugby tour to, to Ireland and on that tour was a chiropractor and she was working with the the athletes and um, I was a little unsure of what I the direction I wanted to go with my career I had originally started with sports medicine um, I didn't that wasn't a real good fit for me it felt like I was I was working in the the training rooms and it just felt like I was a band-aid between the doctors and the athletes and it it just felt like we were kind of duct taping people together without you know, really getting Making a difference. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. And I just, it didn't feel like a good fit to me. And then when I saw the chiropractor on the uh, rugby tour, I went, oh, maybe that, maybe that would be a good fit for me. And so I started a uh, chiropractic school at uh, Northwestern College of Chiropractic. It's now called Northwestern Health Sciences University. Mm -hmm. But back when I was there, it was just the chiropractic school. So I'm aging myself a little bit here, Candy. <laughs> Which, so, by the way, is right here in the Twin Cities. Correct. It's mm -hmm. located in Bloomington. So that allowed me to continue playing rugby for the the women's team that I had already been playing with and uh, attend school. So um, I was it worked well for me because basically on Saturdays I would play rugby, which I would say would be the equivalent of like um, having a car accident every weekend, <laughs> essentially in my body. And then um, and then on. Monday or Tuesday, I would uh, get get adjusted, which was great because I was already in school. However, I, I was really difficult to adjust. So I needed to have uh, someone who was extremely skilled. It, so one of my classmates wasn't enough. I need to have like a professor or a really skilled doctor around. So I thought this is, you know, this is not a problem for me because I'm choosing to play this extremely violent sport. This is just how it's going to be. I'm going to need. I'm just going to be dependent on this for the for the rest of my life. And I think in our twenties, we kind of look at that and go, "Oh, it'll be fine, right?" Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, um, about three quarters of the way through school, uh, a friend of mine started uh, 
seeing a, a network spinal doc in, in the area. Um, and it was a very unique approach. Uh, it's very gentle, extremely gentle. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second here. But you've probably already gathered that I'm a pretty physical person. So the adjusting techniques, and anybody who has any experience with chiropractic knows that there are no two chiropractors that are the same. Mm -hmm. And there are literally hundreds of, you know, a hundred different techniques out there, which in my opinion is awesome because we're all different and different strokes for different folks and certain things are going to work well for some, some people and not for others. And so I think that's fantastic. Um, so I had been attracted to the very physical sort of technique. Uh, and a friend started seeing someone who uh, was practicing this really gentle, 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 gentle technique. Um, so subtle. When I say gentle, I'm talking about as much pressure as you might use just with your, putting your finger on your eyelid. Um, so I was intrigued because the technique was getting results. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually attracted to things that are, that are sometimes a little different. <laughs> I, I, that makes sense. I naturally gravitate, <laughs> right, right. I naturally gravitate towards things that are just a little, that are a little different. Uh, so a friend started, uh, you know, she started seeing this, this, uh, this doctor, um, and invited me to come to come check it out. So literally when I started seeing, um, this doctor, uh, it wasn't because I was like desperate and I couldn't find anyone to help me. And it, it wasn't like that. I had, I figured I'll just continue to just get my T2 on the left adjusted on every, every Monday after rugby game. And this will just be how it is. So what I wasn't like desperate. You were getting for results. Help. You were getting was, results. I was, from the other. however, um, I was very dependent. I was very dependent on that. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get checked on Monday or Tuesday, you did you didn't want to be around me. That because <laughs> I was really uncomfortable. Okay, mm -hmm. so I was real dependent on it. So when I started seeing this person, um, uh, she said, "Listen, what we're doing here is we're actually working with your." brain. Okay. We're going to be making some gentle contacts on your spine, but we're, but we're not actually, we're actually working with your brain, particularly the frontal lobe of your brain. That's the area that's responsible for conscious awareness. And what we're going to do is it's almost like your body gets sort of, um, it kind of goes on autopilot sometimes. Right. And and so what we're doing is we're kind of waking it up, okay? Yeah. It's almost like it's on a dimmer light. The body's just used to kind of going through life, just sort of, and we're going to just wake it up. And so when we come back, we're going to learn more about what it means to wake up the body <laughs> through Network Spinal. To learn more about the services offered at Optimal Wellness Solutions and to make an appointment, visit Roseville Optimal Wellness. Dot com or call 651-340-1233. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950. We will be right back. 
Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Bravo, and today we are talking with Dr. Tani Wolf, a network spinal practitioner at Optimal Wellness Solutions, which is located in Roseville. So just before the break, uh, you were telling us about your journey and how you became introduced to Network Spinal. And um, that was through your your experience being a rugby player and then um, really being introduced to chiropractic care and starting to look at going into school to become a chiropractor. Hmm. And it was during the time that you were in school that you were then introduced by a friend Correct. Into spinal, uh, spinal network. network spinal. Yeah. Network spinal. I'm going to keep saying that wrong. That's okay. <laughs> so tell us, uh, take it from there. Tell us more about what happened in your own personal experience sure. as you were being introduced to this. Okay. So initially, uh, uh, the doctor, uh, that I initially saw her name's actually Dr. Sharon Prawl. Um, she still practices here in, um, she's, she's down this way. Her practice is actually in Edina. Okay. Um, she's one of my mentors. Um, she was the initial person that I saw. And so she said, so what I need you to do, Tani, is, uh, I need you to abstain not forever, but for just a bit on, on getting structurally adjusted. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> because as somebody who is really, really dependent on that. Correct. In order to feel even halfway good. Plus, I'm in chiropractic school. And so that how, we, <laughs> how you learn is you practice on each other. And so, I mean, Candy, there's students in school right now and probably just right out of school that probably will need really good care just to recover from being in chiropractic school because <laughs> <laughs> we're through each all those practice person right. and and it takes practice to get good so you're usually not good before you're good okay <laughs> makes sense. yeah and so you were introduced to this technique. Yep. And, and she told you to abstain from getting any other chiropractic care. Yeah. She said, I, I, I don't want you getting structurally adjusted. Um, and here's why. We're trying to teach your body how to learn how to do this on its own. How to be able to, to find the tension patterns that are occurring within the cord, first and foremost, be aware that that's there, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, before we, we went to the break, I was talking about what we're doing is we're flipping the light bulb on in the brain, particularly mm -hmm. the frontal cortex. So I actually am a brain doctor that happens to work with the spine, okay? Mm -hmm. So we work with the frontal lobe. We're gonna flip the light bulb on. And it's almost like what's going to happen is we're going to go from a dimmer light to, 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 to the lights being on and the brain and the body starts to have this new awareness. It's almost like the body starts to view itself from a third person standpoint. Like the body will mm -hmm. look at itself and go, Candy, what is going on in your neck? What's going on in your shoulders? Why are your hips all twisted up? What's going on with your spinal cord? Why is that thing all jacked up? Mm 
And once the brain can start to see what's actually been going on over and over and over again, it starts to figure out what to do about it. The body and the brain start to develop strategies for self-organization, self-correction, and the, the cord starts to learn how to unwind itself on its own. So she asked me to abstain from, uh, from getting structurally adjusted for a period of time because it's almost like the analogy that I like to use is it's almost like when you're trying to teach your five-year-old how to tie their shoes, right? <laughs> and so usually as you're leaving the house, it's busy and a lot of times you're in a rush and, and little Johnny is fumbling with his fingers trying to figure out how to tie his shoes and it's and, and it takes him a while, and we're going, oh, let me just do this for you because we're late for church or we're late for whatever, right? If every time you do it for little Johnny, he never learns how to tie his own shoes, okay? Mm-hmm. That was sort of the analogy that I was given for for the, for the structural adjusting. If every time someone comes in and just does it for you, um, your body will never learn how to do it on its own. So my, um, so my initial experience, um, I was kind of, so I was on the table, uh, and I was, um, kind of, I'm so used to being a practice person for, as a chiropractic student, you know, um, having someone just sort of wallop on me (laughs) that I was sort of expecting that. And it was really gentle. Like I said earlier, about as much pressure as you would use, um, putting your finger on your eyelid. Now the two areas where we work are actually, um, at the base of your spine called the sacrum and in the, um, cervical spine, which is in your neck. Those are the two areas where the spinal cord anchors itself to the bones. So it's called the dura mater. Mm-hmm. So those are those are two areas um, where the spinal cord anchors itself. So those areas are kind of like uh, they're kind of like high sensory receptor areas in the body. So um, the analogy that I'll use just for the layperson is it's almost like what's happening is we're just pushing a button, and and when we push the button in just the right way, at just the right time, in just the right direction, with just the right amount of pressure, what happens is a stimulus goes right up through the cord, right up to the frontal lobe. The light bulb goes on. The brain goes, what's going on down here? And it goes, oh, you're you're in fight or flight right now. Your, Your body is responding like you're being chased by a lion right now. And the brain goes, Candy, you're, you're okay. You're good. You're safe. You're, you're not being chased by a lion. <sighs> the body shifts into parasympathetic, okay? Mm-hmm. So the parasympathetic nervous system is uh, what I like to refer to it as the, the housekeeping, where all the housekeeping tasks happen. So your body is digesting food. It's making white blood cells and red blood cells and hormones and enzymes. It's where, it's where we should be spending about 98% of our existence really should be in that parasympathetic nervous system. The way to remember it is parasympathetic peace. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, many of us don't spend 98% of our existence in parasympathetic. We're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is 
stress. And that's our fight or flight. Correct. So when we come back, we're going to continue talking about how Network Spinal helps us to get into our parasympathetic (laughs) state. To learn more about the services offered at Optimal Wellness Solutions and to make an appointment with Dr. Tani, visit RoseVilleOptimalWellness.com or call 651-340-1233. Again, that's 651-340-1233. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we are talking with Dr. Tani Wolf, a network spinal practitioner at Optimal Wellness Solutions, which is located in Roseville. So just before the break, you were telling us how this particular technique, network spinal, is a very gentle technique that's used in order to help kind of wake up the brain. Yes. Make it become brighter as you were using your analogy of a light switch being on dimmer and going all the way up to bright. And your brain is is being turned on so that it can help to heal itself, help the body heal itself. Yeah, the first step really is awareness. So that's that's what the light bulb is, is is first it still has to it has to see what's been going on all along. okay? so that's that's the first step. Um, And I think it's really interesting, if I may. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's really interesting. You were talking about when you do this, your body is or your brain is saying, Okay, you think you're in fight or flight. You think you're in danger and you're really, yeah. you know, you're really putting out all of these not so great hormones to to protect yourself, yes. right? To get us into taking action. But really, you're not in that state right now. You're not in danger. You're not necessarily you're safe. Here's the interesting thing, Candy. Our brain doesn't know the difference between a true physiological threat and a perceived one. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in a movie theater watching an action movie, okay? And the main character is going through car chases and escaping the villain and just, you know, um, all out action. And we're watching this. We are safe. We're sitting in a movie theater, eating popcorn, having a soda. We're safe sitting there, but we're totally connected with what's going on with the main character. And so our nervous system starts to respond as though we are in the car chase. Like it doesn't know the difference between a true physiological threat and a perceived one. So when your computer crashes at work, logically are you in danger 
Like, is your survival in question? <laughs> we might think so at the moment, but no, it really isn't. <laughs> Correct. But our everything in our biochemistry responds as though it is. And so I can give you a breakdown, like real basic, what happens when we start to move into that sympathetic neural state is um, a nice chunk, like a big chunk of the ac the blood and the energy that was being used to digest food, um, for immune function, for hormone regulation, all the housekeeping stuff. Now that energy goes to the big muscles of your body to run, to fight whatever's attacking you, or to run. Mm -hmm. The other physiological response that happens is um, we mentally, emotionally disconnect. Mm -hmm. Now, this is this is smart from a survival standpoint. If we're being attacked by a lion, it does not help us to stay alive if we start crying about it immediately. Oh, my God, the lion's going to get me. Like, that doesn't help. Like, that's not going to help keep us alive. So we actually do mentally, emotionally disconnect so that we can fight the lion, mm -hmm. all right? And then from a physiological survival of the fittest standpoint, let's say we escape the lion and we outrun it or we kill it or we crawl up in the tree and it runs away and now we're safe. Now we start to mentally, emotionally reconnect. We start to breathe. We might even start to cry. We might even go, oh, my God, I almost got attacked by this lot. You know, we um, – the energy we goes back. start having normal functioning. Again. Yeah, the body mm -hmm. goes back into the parasympathetic, back into the housekeeping activities. And, um, and this is where we're designed to spend most of our time, right? But the world is so different than it was. Um, if you think about uh, the span of human history, right, the span of, of all the years humans have been on the earth, um, and then you think about what the last 100 to 75 to 50 years have, has even been. Um, we live drastically different than we did back in the day when our only threat was, our, the only need for a sympathetic neural state was either war or somebody was, or, or a lion was attacking us. Right. Okay. Now... Our lifestyle is so different, right? We get up quick. Maybe you got up late and you go, oh, my God, I'm late for work, and I got to get the kids ready for school. And, and now you're, you're driving this, um, you're driving this uh, vehicle that's, that's expelling. You're going 50, 60 miles an hour, and, you're, and so crashes at work, and it, we're living our lives in a sympathetic neural response. Right. And, and it's we talk flipped. about that. Right. And we talk about that in coaching a lot. Right. It's, it's this whole idea that we're constantly under this stress, this uh, fight or flight situation. And so we talk about that a lot in coaching and how we can help people to overcome that. It's interesting to me that you're talking about it in the physical form in how you can treat that so that our mind can then start to heal the body. So how does that, how does the network spinal actually help us to be able to do that? So what our, our objective first and foremost is to, is to move the body into a parasympathetic state, to go from the sympathetic 
the stress mm-hmm. survival to parasympathetic to peace okay and so as we start working with people the parasympathetic neural response becomes the default response versus the sympathetic neural state becoming the default response and we back door it okay because if we we back door it so the body learns these neural strategies so there's their neural strategies that the body is learning um, how to default into this parasympathetic state and when we start to default into that we can actually start to perceive our environment differently okay um, and the thing that's so great about it is it doesn't require conscious thought to do it which is helpful because if you're in the middle of a traffic jam and you're late for something and all and you're and you're it's late for something that you re- that's very important it's you, you're thinking I'm late I'm late I'm late I'm late and late and this was my first experience with really understanding the power of this because this was my experience I was late for something I was trying to make a good impression and there's no part of me that's in my highest self going just relax, calm down. Like I couldn't even tap into that. Right. And we get stuck in that, right? Where, where you just, you don't even have access to that because you're just so in that train. And so what ended up happening is I'm in this, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And then my body all of a sudden just goes. <sighs> and my body breathed itself into ease. There was no part of my conscious thought that was saying, just relax, it's okay. So so it's interesting because when you think about what people are going to come to you for, they're going to come to you because they're in pain. And when we are in pain, no matter, I mean, I don't care if if you have a cold or if you're experiencing real physical pain, all we can think about is that thing. Correct. Right? It's like that whole idea of I, I start to sniffle and, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't get a cold. I hope I don't get a cold. <laughs> and that's all we think about. But when we're in pain, you really can't make decisions on how do I, how do I relax myself into feeling better. Right. And so that's what the network spinal does. You said you'd, it's not even a conscious thing. Like people, We're backdooring it. Yes. So it's interesting. I'm so glad you brought up pain. Pain is so interesting. Um, And when you talked about pain, you talked about having a cold and immediately you went into, oh, am I going to get sick? Oh, what does this mean? And the thing of it, the thing with pain is the piece about it that makes it hard is obviously pain is uncomfortable. But the thing that can be most challenging about pain is what does the pain mean? Mm-hmm. Is this pain uh, ever going to go away? Is this pain going to get worse? What does this pain mean? D- does this pain mean I have cancer? Does this pain mean I might have to have surgery? Does this pain mean I might never be able to pick up my grandkids? Does this, it's, it's almost like what the pain means is worse than actually the pain. Right, the interpretation we give it. And so initially what can sometimes shift for people is 
sometimes people have different responses, okay? Like everyone's initial experience is going to be different. But sometimes the initial experience is they they might not immediately have the pain go away, but how they feel about the pain is different. So they can act they actually might still have their pain initially, but they can have peace with the pain. Which is an interesting concept, isn't it? I mean, when you think about that, it, it sounds so far-fetched, especially if somebody is listening to us right now who is in a lot of pain and, yeah. it's, and it's all consuming to them right now. Yes. But to understand that there is relief even before the physical is, is healed, there can be relief in the thought process of the pain. Yeah. And so that's what you're doing when you're working with people and you're you're using the network spinal techniques. Correct. Because if someone is if someone is in pain and they're and many times they're responding from a sympathetic state. They're 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 in a fight or flight sort of a state. So the problem with being in that sympathetic neural state is no healing ever happens from that state. You can't heal from that state. The body's just trying to stay alive, okay? So first, we have to shift the body into peace, okay? That, that's the first place to start with any kind of healing, and that's first and foremost uh, my objective. So when someone leaves my office, um, that's initially all I care about is have, have we moved from them from a sympathetic state to a peaceful state, okay? Now, a lot of times I'll, I'll say, listen, I want you to pay attention to what's going on in your physical body. Um, and then I just give them a homework assignment. And I can tell you a little bit more about that after the break. So, yes, we are going to be back in just a minute. Uh, but for people who want to learn more about what Dr. Tani does and the other services that are offered at Optimal Wellness Solutions, you can visit RoseVilleOptimalWellness.com or call 651 651- Three four zero one two three three. Again, that's six five one three four zero one two three three. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM nine fifty, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we are talking with Dr. Tani Wolf, a network spinal practitioner at Optimal Wellness Solutions in Roseville. So just before the break, we were starting to talk about um, about the network network spinal and how it helps people, how it helps your brain or your body to become more aware of the state that it's in. And um, I find it really interesting because just before the break, you said in this state, when we are in kind of the fight or flight state, our survival state, uh, we are unable to heal ourselves. And there really is, there's two different types of energy um, that we use in the coaching that I do. But uh, the stress energy or the fight or flight energy is catabolic energy, and it is actually kind of, it takes away. It actually is, is a little destructive 
to our body. If we're in that state for a long time, mm -hmm. it causes a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. um, and then the healing energy is anabolic energy. And unless you're out of that fight or flight state, you can't experience the anabolic energy. Mm -hmm. And so anabolic is the healing energy, which means our body can heal itself. Our our mind can heal itself in, in the coaching world. Mm -hmm. um, so you were talking about the network's final and how it helps just the technique that you use. The first thing that it does is it helps your body become aware and your brain to become aware of what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the other things that happen then? So that, that's kind of the first step in the process of healing. Yeah. And then what happens from there? Uh, well, what is a typical response um, is sometimes people will actually start to feel their breath change. Okay, they'll 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 be aware of the breath changing, and it's not because I'm saying take a deep breath. They'll just start breathing. Their breathing will will shift, and they'll feel it. Um, they might feel themselves uh, relax and sink into the table. Mm -hmm. That's a common response. Um, they might. Uh, get a couple really good nights of sleep. Mm -hmm. I ask them to pay attention to their sleep initially. Um, I also ask them to pay attention to what's going on in their physical body because sometimes they'll get up off the table and they'll say, oh, my goodness, I can move my neck. Like, I can actually, like, and I didn't physically do, an do adjustment. I didn't <laughs> move anything, okay? Right. Um, the body just unwound. Initially, we're just trying to get the brain to connect with the tension, see where it's at, and unwind and release it. Um, and we might do another session, and it connects deeper, and it releases more, and it connects deeper, and it releases more. And so the objectives really are twofold. We're just trying to get the brain and the body to connect and release, to connect, A, with what's there, release and unwind. Um, and the body starts getting better and better and better at this. And then what also then starts to happen um, is because we're spending more and more and more time in that parasympathetic state, uh, the stress that continues to come at us, because unless we live in a bubble candy, we're going to have stress. <laughs> And it's and and all of it can be thrown in three categories. We right, we have physical, so which would be like car accidents, shoveling snow, um, sporting injuries, um, or simply just sitting at your desk all day. Right, mm -hmm. that's actually not ergonomically we're, we're, we're really ergonomically designed to do that. So that's actually physical stress or chemicals, anything we take into our body, um, stuff that comes on food, stuff we inhale, lots of medications. That's chemically stressful. And then the th third one is mental emotional. That's work stress, family stress, relationship stress, financial stress, that stuff. So we're nobody's getting out unless you're going to go live on a mountain and just meditate I'm sure your whole there's life. probably some stress there too. Right. <laughs> right. Um, we none of us are getting out. But what we can, what what can start to change is how we're perceiving our environment, right? Cuz perception is everything. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, and 
And so you could be, your body, you could be on a roller coaster, right? Um, and person A sits in, in the roller coaster and the roller coaster is, is they're going, it's going upside down and all around and it's throwing your body all over the place and person A is exhilarated and they're having a blast. Mm -hmm. Person B sitting right next to them, have, they're experiencing the same thing. The roller coaster is literally doing the same thing to their body. But person B is experiencing whiplash and terror and they get off the roller coaster and they vomit. They Which, have, by the way, would be me. They, and I'm person A, so there you go. So they're physically having the same, they're having the same physical experience, but what's the difference? How their body's perceiving right. that, right? So chemical stress, person A eats this type of food and they absolutely thrive. Person B eats the same food, food poisoning, vomit, right. al allergic reaction, and we can think of a gazillion examples for mental, emotional stress and how we perceive things differently that way. So give us an example of um, maybe somebody who came into you um, and, and some of the results that they have seen, like tangible results that they had. Okay. Um, so, uh, so we have, uh, I have a woman who, and this would just be like a standard pain situation, right? She's, she's, she's in a lot of pain specifically, you know, through her arms and hands and, and kind of in her mid back. And we helped her body to kind of unwind and relieve enough of that stress to where she can now pick up her grandkids. Okay. And she was, she didn't, she didn't like, she's real sensitive. So she couldn't handle like a lot of hands on kind of deep therapy that sometimes, you know, you might, you might get for, for that. And so this, this kind of work was very effective for her because it was super gentle for her and she was able to, you know, engage physically with her grandkids. She was able to pick them up again. Um, I have other, but kind of my bread and butter, I would say is folks with like anxiety and depression and maybe insomnia and that kind of thing where they, where, where they're, they just get, they get locked into that fight or flight state and they just can't get out of it. And so, um, so I have, I have another lady, lady who is, uh, you know, now she sleeps, you know, she was, she wasn't ever able to sleep and her body could get into a place where she was able to sleep. This is one of my favorites though. <laughs> I wish we could go into this more, Dr. Tani, oh, but no we are at the end of our show. No problem. So for people who want to learn more about the services offered at Optimum Wellness Solutions and to make an appointment with Dr. Tani, visit RoseVilleOptimumWellness.com or call 651-340-1233. Thank you for joining in the conversation today as me, we Candy. awaken to natural health. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine or to check out our complete online calendar of events, visit naturaltwincities.com. Thank you for joining our conversation today as we awaken to natural health. You've been listening to Green Tea Conversations, and I am wishing for you a lovely day.